0: That's at night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
1: And the person with that breaking news is investigative reporter extraordinaire John Solomon of JustTheNews.com. That's JustTheNews.com. John Solomon, what do you have for us?
2: Oh, there's a lot of breaking news happening on Capitol Hill. Just a few minutes ago, the Senate voted to approve legislation that will impose a a resolution in the uh, rail strike is going to avert the rail strike. Unions will have to take this deal. This is a unique part of labor law where rail unions have a different treatment of the law. So we have averted what would have been a very economically damaging rail strike. But the fallout from this vote is going to be difficult. Unions are very much angry at Democrats allowing this to happen Uh, 20 years ago. Joe Biden was on the opposite side of a debate like this. They feel betrayed, and it'll be interesting to see how that carries into the next election cycle. Unions mad at this, but for the good of the nation right now, there is not going to be a rail strike during the holidays. That's the big breaking news out of Washington right now. That's good news. Now,
0: uh, Arizona, they've called the election or they haven't called the election. What's going on in Arizona.
2: Yes. Well, uh, most counties have certified the elections, some under duress. We have a wonderful story this morning where Katie Hobbs, who is the governor-elect in Arizona, sent a letter to a county that didn't want to certify the results saying, if you don't certify me the winner, I'm going to throw you in jail. You're going to be charged with a felony. Kind of a strong arm tactic. But um, there are, in the final stages of certification, there are a couple holdout counties, and the state must certify after the counties. And at that point, the lawsuits will then be germane, meaning just candidates like Terry Lake and Abe Hamaday, who's the attorney general nominee for Republicans, they're going to sue and challenge the results. They've been unable to do that until the state certifies. That's a couple days off. The counties are in the final stages of certifying. And like I said, there's a couple small counties holding out in some counties that did vote to certify, but said they did so under duress. But Arizona has been a mess since 2012. We've had 10 consecutive years of elections where every general election, there's a controversy And 2022 didn't disappoint us. Wow.
0: Uh, Any gut feeling what the truth is over there? Do you think there's problems that we don't know about?
2: Well, we know historically there have been consistently the same problems, difficulty with machines working, Uh, difficulty with printers working, uh, long delays in counting uh, early and uh, provisional ballots, and then a large number of provisional ballots. These go all the way back to 2012. We had a fun story earlier this week, and back in 2012, 2014, and 2016, it was the Democrats in the mainstream media that were calling crying foul. In fact, the the Arizona Republic once called Maricopa County the embarrassment of America because it couldn't count votes. And now the tables are turned. Now it's conservative Republicans that are raising questions about Arizona and Democrats in the mainstream media saying, oh, stop your whining. Uh, But the fact of the matter is the same problems have persisted for a decade in Maricopa County. Uh, Not a good record if you're in Arizona for election integrity.
0: Uh, Next. Next. Wisconsin lawmakers, uh, I understand that uh, military ballots were 80% below expectations. What does that mean?
2: Well, they, yes, this is uh, uh, State Assemblywoman Branchon, Janelle Branchin. She has been a clarion voice on election integrity issues in Wisconsin, the sponsor of some of the legislation designed to clean up Wisconsin election law, the litigant in some efforts to sue and win in the courts over improper electoral practices. She noticed something interesting. The number of military absentee ballots cast in 2022 were 80% lower, 80% lower than they were just two years ago. Now, there's always a drop off between a presidential and a uh, midterm election, but not 80%. And so she's asking some very hard questions, which is, was there some funny business in 2022? Meaning military ballots have just not been counted. They were thrown out or missing Or was there a fake number of military ballots in 2020 uh, and inflated the number because of some shenanigans? And the reason she's raising this question is just before Election Day, a city worker in Milwaukee secretly sent her three uh, military ballots filled out and cast that were fake soldiers. They did not exist. And this whistleblower allegedly did this to show how easy it is to defraud votes in Wisconsin when it comes to military ballots. Uh, Assemblywoman Branch brought this to the police. People have been arrested over it or char- threatened with being charged. But uh, she's been concerned about the integrity of military ballots. And an 80 percent drop. Well, that, that's a red flag for just about anyone who counts ballots.
1: And switching gears, uh, John Solomon, you know, the Biden administration, day one, he cut cut down the Keystone Pipeline, there's been this war war on Mm -hmm. fossil fuels, and now the Environmental Protection Agency has quietly quadrupled regulatory costs of carbon emissions, again, waging war on the fossil fuel industry. Tell us all about this, because I think a lot of Americans don't know what's going on, because the administration says one thing, and then they're quietly doing another
2: yeah, well, this is a really interesting story because, uh, one, not even people in the in the energy industry knew until we discovered this. This was very quietly done. It was a document dropped in a rulemaking process in a very arcane area of law. Uh, but about two weeks ago, the uh, EPA came out and said, uh, we believe the uh, net effect of carbon emissions in the country is four times what Barack Obama originally told us in 2009. This is a Uh, 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 a statistic known as the social cost of carbon. It's completely invented, by the way. Congress never passed a law saying create a social cost of carbon. Uh, It is something that's currently being challenged in the courts. But if this social cost of carbon is allowed to stand, uh, it has now quadrupled from $51 for every cubic foot of carbon dioxide put into the um, atmosphere to $200 or $190 for every cubic foot. Now, it all sounds like gobbledygook now, but if these figures are allowed to stand and they're implemented, the next time there are pollution regulations, these figures will be used to impose fines and penalties on industries, which will then be passed on to you and I, the consumer who uses gas or heating oil or other carbon fossil fuel uh, products. And so we went to... The Oil and Natural Gas Association said, listen, if these numbers are allowed to stand, what happens to a gallon of gas? And they did some calculations, came back and said these regulations, this this new statistical um, uh, creation that the EPA put out, could add as much as $2 per every gallon of gas you buy, 2 dollars 5 for diesel, a significant amount of money already being added on to a bill that we're already unhappy with because it's been rising the uh, Biden administration is relentlessly trying to find ways to price fossil fuels out of the market. And the social cost of carbon is one of those new tools they're using. Here's the big thing next week in the Fifth Circuit, of U.S. Court of Appeals, in the middle of America, there is a court case working its way through, probably going to get to the Supreme Court, challenging the constitutionality of this whole concept because Congress never passed it. It's something that was created by a president out of executive fiat. We'll see where that stands when it gets through the court system.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, John Solomon of justthenews.com. That's justthenews.com. Did you want to ask him one more question? I, just,
0: just last question, real fast. we got about 30 seconds left. Uh, pressure bills uh, over Apple and it's crackdown on Chinese protesters. Is Apple going to have a problem?
2: They do. A lot of lawmakers in, in Congress, including I interviewed one of them today, Marsha Blackburn, very angry that Apple took away one of the technologies in China at the request of the government so that uh, people couldn't communicate with the others during these protests. Another example that American companies are trying to help Chinese-type censorship. Is Apple trying
0: to do that to Twitter?
2: Well, it looks like there was a misunderstanding, is what uh, we learned from Elon Musk, that whatever the report was, it wasn't true. He and Apple's uh, Tim uh, Cook have kissed and made up, and there's no imminent threat that Twitter will be thrown out of the I'm uh, glad to hear it
1: well thank you again john solomon for always bringing us the latest and greatest news thank you and uh, god bless
2: good to be with you guys
1: cats at night on the red apple podcast network ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition in the u.s more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime